not many people from Liverpool that have won Wimbledon. I've won it twice and I haven't really thought about it that much. You don't get time to kind of celebrate and think of your achievements because if you do, then you're taking your focus off the next match and that's when you get into a bit of trouble. Will Cambry come over with you, Jorgen? <laughs> you got no choice. You better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan, so... You just know. heard it now. If, yeah, if exactly. not, then... If she didn't know before, Yeah, you're she knows in trouble now. when yeah, you get exactly, yeah. <laughs> For the first five minutes of the warm-up, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was just so looking around. In a dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a sad story about Andy Murray. Uh, what was, have you done now? Yeah, exactly. What have I done now? Have you got a, have you got a purple bin? Have you got a purple bin? <laughs> have you got a purple bin? In Scotland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the level of the sport in doubles, anybody of the top probably 30 in the world, they can get to probably number one in the world. It's just being consistent. But I think me and Wes, we match very well on and off the court. A few tweaks here and there, I think we can, we can get across the line with other Grand Slam. Welcome back to The Scouse Code with Bianca Cook and Paul Garrity. In this episode, we're a nosley on Merseyside as we meet a tennis Grand Slam champion. Liverpool's Neil Skupski has back-to-back -back Wimbledon titles, having conquered the mixed doubles in 2021 and 2022. At the time of recording, he's also joint world number one with his doubles partner, Wesley Kuhlhoff. Bianca and I caught up with him on a rare stay on Merseyside as Skupski gears up for Wimbledon 2023. So let's hear how this scouser rose to the top of the tennis world. So, welcome to the podcast. Are you excited about this one? Yeah, certainly am. You've been trying to get me on for a couple of weeks now, so yeah. We finally Glad got to be you. Here. Yeah, exactly. There's been many, many messages. I threatened up and it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where, you know, um, they talk about it in the, in the Welcome to Wrexham documentary center about sliding into somebody's DMs yeah, and yeah. what have you, and I slid into your DMs, and you must have been going, what's this guy? Who's this what's, guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> what's he thinking? A Scouse podcast. What's yeah. this going on? Well, welcome, Neil. Welcome to this. Uh, we're in, this is one of your places uh, where you train, isn't it? Tell us about where we are at the moment. Yeah, so we're in David Lloyd Nosley. Uh, um, been practicing here for probably two years now. Um, yeah, it's great facilities. Get to use the gym here, core time as, as much as I want. Um, and it's, yeah, it's not too far from where I live, 10, 15 minutes away and it's easy. I actually did not know this was here, by the way. Oh, really? So yeah, I'm actually going to be coming and starting <laughs> doing a few sessions. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, see you on the court, eh? Yeah, because yeah, I, I used to go to the Liverpool Academy quite a bit, you know, mm -hmm. for obviously my previous job at Radio Merseyside. So I knew this place existed, but this is obviously the first, the first time I've been here. You're on the road a lot during your mm. career. How often do you actually get to train in facilities like this back home in Liverpool? Yeah, not often. Um, probably the main time is during like the, the off-season. Um, that's normally end of November, uh, start of December before Christmas and going out to Australia. Um, but I'm probably probably away from, from Liverpool for 35 weeks of the year, playing tournaments or doing other bits. Um, and then, yeah, coming in, in and out probably 10 weeks a year, which is not a lot to kind of be working on your game. Um, but it also depends on how well you're doing in tournaments. If you're not doing so well, you can... Come home. Be there for a couple of days and you'll be home sure. um, on the Tuesday after, after losing on the Monday. So it kind of depends on how you're doing, but most Spent of the time... What you're saying is the dream is you're never home. Yeah. Well, that, that would <laughs> the be more nice, weeks yeah. the better. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously it's nice to come home yes. and see the family and everything. Yeah. And yeah, obviously... I could never think to think I was away for 35 weeks like with our sport yeah. um, training in different gyms different facilities you feel like I get you get set into at home this is where mm. I train every day so it must have been like 
crazy to get into that routine at the start. Yeah, it does. T- it does take a while. Um, I started on the tour in 2013 after coming out of college, so it does take time to get used to different kind of tournaments and jet lag and just living out of a suitcase basically yeah. all the time. And it it is strange at first, but you do get used to it, and it's it is part of your job. So it probably took me about one or two years to kind of settle down and get into the tour. Um, but it obviously helped playing with my brother for the first few years to kind of, he had, no, he had been on the tour for a few, five, six years before me. So he kind of led me uh, and I followed in his footsteps. We'll talk about your relationship with uh, with your brother Ken mm. a little bit later on in the podcast. But to give the audience a bit of a, 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 an overview mm-hmm. of who you are, because even though you've done an awful lot in your career, maybe people on Merseyside and beyond probably don't know your record because doubles. They should. They well, should. Yeah, they should. <laughs> but the thing is, we you know we spoke about this pre-podcast, and, and doubles isn't exactly uh, on the television a lot. It's not publicised a lot. Um, we'll talk about that as well. But to give you a bit of a big hype up right now, oh, absolutely. You best yeah. do this. Come on, hype them <laughs> up. Absolutely. Two, two Grand Slam titles, so you've won Wimbledon mixed doubles twice in the last two years yeah. with your with your partner. Give, give us a, your, an overview of your partner as well. Let's not forget her. Desiree Kravchuk. Yeah, yeah. Basically say the name because you couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, so basically she went through the kind of the same system as me. She went to university in, in America, Arizona State. Um, went to play doubles pretty early on in her career. And yeah, she's, I think, top 20 in the world now. She's multiple Grand Slam winner, won a couple of times with Joe Salisbury as well. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to win Wimbledon more than once. And uh, at the moment, at the recording of this podcast, your joint world number one with mm. your male yeah. partner as well so in Wesley. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you, you've, you've done that. You've got three Masters 1000 titles, is that right? That's correct. I'm, yeah. I'm making sure I've got my no, stats right here. Yeah. <laughs> 13 ATP Tour titles. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not bad at this, am This I? is good. Yeah. This yeah, is a exactly. record. Uh, you've won countless futures and challenges. You've been to an Olympics as well, which was in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, a regular in the Great Britain Davis Cup team. And the biggest achievement of all is that you're a scouser. Oh, I thought you were saying, be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. exactly, and you're yeah. you a scouser as well whilst you're doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've, when, you, when you look at your record, people need to know who Neil Skupski is, surely. 100%, yeah. Like, the record that you've got is incredible. You're world number one. Mm-hmm. You're the champion. You've won Wimbledon twice alone. Just that alone <laughs> is, like, top level. So the recognition that you get compared to the people in singles mm-hmm. is is low and it's not the same and it, it is unfair but it's just the way sport is and it's horrible isn't it but we we and everyone at listener i definitely think that you you deserve more recognition for what you've got oh, thank you very much yeah i mean it's it is it is what it is i mean doubles is not seen as a major sport it's obviously the singles guys that get a lot of the attention which is right i mean they they kind of they're the ones that kind of sell most of the tickets when people go to wimbledon they want to go watch a, an andy murray or rafael nadal they don't really want to go watch the, double, the doubles guys, but if the doubles guys weren't there, there'd be nothing really to watch on the outside courts. A lot of people go to Wimbledon, sit on Hemming Hill and enjoy the day out, drink their pims and have their strawberries <laughs> uh, and strawberries and cream. So it's um, we are kind of important in the, the tennis environment and people want to see a product and I think we put on a, a, great, a great show when we do play. Do you reckon that's because of... Um as a singles player, you can show your character off yourself. Mm. You can be yourself on the court and you get to learn about that person and watch them grow. Do you reckon it's because it's individual that it's hard for doubles or do you think it's just the way the yeah, game possibly. is? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think the way the game's set up is singles, the the points are a lot longer. Yeah. 
So there's more kind of emotion and intensity. Doubles, it's a bit more fast. The points are a lot shorter. It could just be a serve and then the ball's put away with a volley. Um, and you can't really get too hyped up about winning that point. It's like, oh yeah, it's just a, a serve and volley and that was it. Um, with the singles, you can kind of build up to the end of the point, like a, a long rally and then some amazing shot by like Carlos Alcaraz now. These days, he's one of the best in the world, if mm. not the best at the moment. But you can just tell by his passion, Nadal in the past. Fans love people like that. And it's, I think it's just a little bit difficult for doubles guys to kind yeah. of show the passion because the, the points are so short. You can let your character out, can't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. I've seen that, so definitely. Yeah. What's it like? I mean, I've always, I've always wondered this, and you probably asked about it all the time. What's it like playing at Wimbledon centre court? What's that like? First is time it what it is? Or? Uh, it was amazing, yeah. It is amazing. Um, yeah, the first time was in the quarterfinals of the mixed doubles last year, uh, 2021, when we me and Des won it the first time. Just walking onto centre court was... I was so nervous. I was sweating before going onto the, onto the court. I, for the first five minutes of the warm-up, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I was just so looking around. In a dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, looking at the, the royal box. Um, and then you're just looking at the, looking at the side and seeing my, my family and my coaches there. It was just kind of settled me down after I won the first game, a held serve, and then the rest was kind of history. It's, yeah, I mean, for, to play centre court at Wimbledon is kind of a dream. Um, doubles guys don't get to do that that often. Um, so, yeah, every time I get to play on it, it's, it is it is very special. And I've got to play on it three times now, and it's... You've I'll won never twice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But also, as well, to to win Wimbledon as well. Mm-hmm. Growing up as a kid, I remember, I remember, you know, in, like, 1992, watching... Andre Agassi yeah. probably shows a bit of my age. Actually, <laughs> 1992. When I, when I, 1992, yeah. Um, watching Andre Agassi, you know, and, and they were my kind of my early memories, you know, being a 10-year-old watching, you know, Andre Agassi playing and then watching the Tim Henman era and then seeing what Andy Murray's done. But for you, when, when did you, when, when you started watching tennis, did you actually dream that you, could, you would want to win that tournament? Is that, is that a thing that you actually thought about? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're growing up as a kid and you're playing the sport of tennis, you want to win Wimbledon. Um, especially when I was, I'd come home from school. That's the first thing I'd do. I'd turn the TV on and try and watch Wimbledon. Um, yeah, at a young age, you don't really know about the ATP Tour and the other Grand Slams. You, everyone just kind of seems to watch Wimbledon, especially in England. That's your home game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like in England, people only watch tennis for probably three, four weeks of the year. You've got Queens and then you've got like Eastbourne and then you watch Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was kind of like, yeah, I want to win Wimbledon. I never thought about playing doubles because you don't really see doubles on the TV, so you didn't think it kind of existed. Yes. Um, but then as obviously time went on, um, I went to college in the States and my brother came out of college and did very well on the tour. So he started playing on the professional tour and he was playing Wimbledon. I was like, wow, that's a, an achievement. And then when I come out of college to play Wimbledon for the first time with my brother was incredible. We didn't win that day, but I'll never forget that day. Mm. Um, I was more nervous that day than actually playing it on centre court. Oh, really? Like a spark, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of, I've made it now. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is special, and it was it was something I wanted to do, was play Wimbledon, but I never thought it would be um, playing doubles and obviously winning it. I mean, I, c- I can only imagine. I mean, for you, your goal has always been to go to the Olympics and win the gold medal. 
That's kind of your equivalent, I would have thought, isn't it? Yeah, like, it would be exactly what you've just said. Like, I only know, used to only know tennis for Wimbledon. So, like, to win that and be at that level, and that seems like it's the pinnacle, especially because we're from Britain, do you know what I mean? I feel like if you always, you was living in America, you'd be like, oh, I want to win the US Open. So, that is, like, the home. But, like you said, for me, it's an Olympic Games. Um, it's winning gold on the Olympic Games. And if it was in London, it would be, like, the ultimate dream, do you know what I mean? So... But yeah, still waiting. Still waiting, yeah. <laughs> and one of the other things as well is it, I've, the, the remarkable thing about your career is that it's really only in the last few years it's taken off. Why do you think it is over the last couple of years that you've taken? Is it because you've matured and, and you, you, can, you can see Physical the game better? Peak. Physical peak, that's what it is. Physical peak, is it, you've just, <laughs> you know, because it's, a, it's doubles, is it finding the right partner? You know, you kind of, you know, you're with different people and it just clicks. What, what do you think is the secret sauce to what you're doing? Is this where I say I got rid of my brother? <laughs> part <at all>? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I think it's just maturity. Poor I think. Ken, poor yeah. Ken. No, no, it's I think it's just a lot of the a lot of the time when doubles guys get good is when obviously they get older. Um, I think peak singles guys is probably like 27, 28. Doubles, it's not till you're like 32, 33 is when you're kind of in your peak, which I am now. So yeah, it's it kind of it was a bit coincidental that I finished with my brother when he probably about four years ago, started playing with Jamie Murray. Um, we played together for like 18 months. And then I played a few times with Daniel Evans. I did very well. We made a couple of Masters finals together. And then that's when I kind of figured out I could be pretty good at this. Um, my ranking was going up more and more. And then because I was playing with Dan, it was more like I was playing with a singles guy. Um, and it wasn't that stable because he was focusing more on singles. I wasn't practicing with my normal doubles partner like because Dan was focused on his singles. So I wanted more stable partnerships. So then Wesley Kuhlhoff came to me mm -hmm. uh, at the end of 2021. 20, he was looking for a partner. He's the same age as me. We kind of took the same path um, and we kind of had the same goals. We wanted to get to the top of the sport. Um, and we're very similar on and off the court, quite quiet, um, but very passionate when we, when we, when we play. So that's kind of clicked. Um, and a click from kind of ball one in Australia last year in 2021 when we, sorry, 2022, <laughs> mixed up now, uh, when we won our first two tournaments together. Mm. It's, um, it kind of settled us down because doubles is like a marriage. I mean, it's, yes. you kind of, yeah, you kind of live, you're living with them 24 seven, um, practicing with them in the morning, playing, playing matches and then going to dinner together. Um, so you gotta, you gotta get along. And if you don't get along, then the next guy will come in and he'll take you take you away and you'll play with them. Um, so yeah, it's it's worked out well with Wes and we're still learning, even though we've been playing together nearly 18 months now, it's, it's still kind of growing. It's hopefully we can continue. The thing that I find fascinating about it to talk about, you know, you say it's a marriage, you've got to be good friends and all the rest of it. When you consider the amount of people that play tennis, the amount of people that play doubles, you and Wesley are top of the league. You know, you're number You'd one. You'd go for that one though, wouldn't you? You'd <laughs> yeah, be well, like, that, let's take the best. Exactly. I, I find that absolutely, fa I find it absolutely fascinating that, you know, it just so happened that he was like, he needed a doubles partner, you needed a doubles partner, and then you go to the top of the sport. That, that's the stuff dreams are made of. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think the level of the sport in doubles, it's very, the, the margins are so small. Um, I think, Anybody at the top, probably 30 in the world, they can get to probably number one in the world. It's just being consistent. 
Um, they have the game to be at the top. Um, but I think me and Wes, we found that kind of, we've settled down very early on in our partnership. Um, and I think we just, we match very well on and off the court. Um, he he seems to have a, he has a good serve, which which helps me because I'm, I'm very good around the net. Um, and then he has very, obviously good returns. So we kind of match up very well. Um, and we're still learning and there's still things we need to improve. Um, on and off the court, but it seems to be going very well and it's hopefully we can continue and getting better, but you never know. Sometimes in a few weeks' times we might fall out. Hopefully not. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. We, we haven't had our first argument yet. So Should have hit the ball. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too clean it's, now. <laughs> but it, it's, it's been going very well for us, so we haven't really had needed to have an argument or a disagreement over some, kind, some type of tactics or plays, um, scheduling. Um, you've all got to kind of align and be on the same page. Um, but at the moment, it's been going very well and hopefully it uh, kind of continues. Speaking about like tactics, you just have like secret ones and you, I see all, when I was, I'm watching like doubles and that, you just all come up and like talk <laughs> and be like, let's do weapon <laughs> number one, like yeah, weapon yeah, number yeah. two. Do you have like secret moves? Secret, like, secret, I, I wouldn't, secret moves, I wouldn't secret say like secret, secret moves. Secret tactics. Or, yeah, I mean, we, we obviously do tactics that works for us. Yeah. Um, a lot of people... Like a lot of doubles guys, they serve volley. We kind of, we serve volley, we'll, we'll serve and stay back sometimes because we have good ground strokes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all different things. We'll, tactics will change on the opponents that we play. Um, we'll scout the opponents the night before. We'll watch previous videos of them and we'll see yeah. um, stats on where they serve, where they return, what they're good at, what they're not good at. Um, and I think that we, we're one of the teams that look into that a lot more than others. Um, I think that's probably why we're at the top of the game, um, and the, the LTA, I've got to shout out to them because they, they have an analysis team that kind of, they stat doubles matches, and then they get all the stats to help us doubles guys to win matches in the future. Um, so they, they do put a lot of work in, um, and it definitely pays off for the doubles guys. Well, like you said, you're doing them 1% that yeah. you need to to push yourself to be the champion. And that's why you're at the top. It's not just because mm. it's working well or it's okay. It's <laughs> you're putting in the work. Um, but next time, can you have a special combo next time yeah, you do it? And then I'll, just I'll be speak like, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, well, when we go to our next tournament, we'll work on the uh, our finishing yeah, move. Deal. <laughs> I'll be watching out now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> honestly, setting the bar Spinball high. Spinball and everything. <laughs> Look, I mean, you know, one of the things I was doing, I was looking through some of the results that you've had. And as I say, it's quite remarkable. 2022, 2021, 2020. So you've got to quarterfinals of the Australian Open twice. Um, you've got through to the French Open uh, quarterfinals twice. This is all in the men's men's doubles in 2020, 2022. And the US Open, you got to the final last year. Yeah. I was pretty gutted you, you didn't win that, actually. Uh -huh. um, but, it's, but it's kind of... You look at those results there, and even in the mixed doubles as well, Australian Open semi-finals twice, quarterfinals of the French Open uh, twice, and the quarterfinal of the of the US Open as well. Is that consistency mm. is unbelievable. Is that hard to achieve, or is it just built into you to be that way? No, I think it is hard to kind of get to that point, but I think it, you just learn that over time. I think it's the, the more experience you get in them situations, you kind of settle down, you're not as nervous. Um, and we, um, I think with the mixed doubles, you go into it not knowing what, what's going to happen because um, anything's possible because you, you don't play with the partner every week in, week out like I do with Wesley. Yeah. Um, like if I played with Desiree this year, I'd only play with her four times in the year. So it's you don't really sit down and do tactics. It's kind of 
like slide into someone's DMs, say, <laughs> do you want to play? Wing the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then you walk onto uh, walking onto court. It could be the first time you play together or s- kind of speak sometimes. Um, it's a lot of trust. Yeah, like, it is. I mean, sometimes a lot of the, when you do play mixed doubles, some of the people, they they sign up for it and then they lose in men's doubles or women's doubles and they just want to go home. So they'll, they'll pull out to the uh, mixed, um, which I don't mind because I, I take the mixed very seriously because it's it's another opportunity to win a Grand Slam. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come come around very often and it is it is special to play them events. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens in the future. With All I thought then was if you're in it, you're in it. Like even yeah. if you lost, you've got to win this competition. So... But you're talking about some of your doubles partners and what have you. And I was going through a list of them. Obviously, one of the biggest ones you had was your brother, Ken. Yeah. You know, that's where you kind of started. You've had uh, Jamie Murray. Did you play with, with Andy Murray at all in, in doubles no, for Davis Cup? No. So you've never, never played, played with Andy. Andy no. All right, Andy, you need to step up your game yeah. here, lad. Um, <laughs> you've got uh, Joe Salisbury, Dan Evans, and obviously Krawcheck. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, you look at those people. I, if you, if outside of that, have there been any others that, you know, have notable names that you've, you've played with? Because it seems as though even in uh, this, in the ATP era, if you like, if yeah. in, in that top, you know, you've, you haven't had that many, really. No, I, I haven't had that many. I've been lucky because I obviously had my brother. I played with him for, I think, six or seven years. Um, I didn't have to look for anybody, which was a nice thing. Um, he kind of showed me the way. He taught me a lot of things, kind of coached me um, to where I am today. Um, but I mean, I've probably uh, John Isner. I played with him. He was he's six foot ten. Yes, massive sir. Which yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's, massive, n- it's yeah. nice person to play with. Very easy. <laughs> um, and like one of the other guys would be Jack Sock. Played with him at yes. the U.S. Open. Big serve. Um, and yeah, he was it was unfortunate. He got injured in the singles versus Zverev the night before. Mm. So we in our second round match, he had to pull out, mm. which is quite disappointing. Mm. Uh, I thought we could go a very long way in the tournament, but. It is what it is with sport. People get injured and you just can't really plan for that. Anyone that you would want to pick and like a dream player to pick, play with? Uh, well, I, I would say Roger Federer, but it's too late now. Uh, he's, he's retired. Come back, come <laughs> yeah, back. Try and, get him, try and get him for one more exactly, week. Yeah. Um, but probably at the moment, Nadal would yeah. be another guy. Um, just the legends. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. I mean, if he played, for me, he'd probably be the number one in the world if he played week in, week out. True. Uh, doubles. He's an incredible fighter, um, unbelievable role model for anyone in the sport, and everyone looks up to him. So, I think it would have to be Rafael Nadal yeah. as my partner. Just to, just to wrap up this as well. As I say, you're double Wimbledon champion now in the in the mixed doubles. I just, I just love Can that. I repeat that. that was I, good. I, 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 I absolutely he love likes to say it. I do. Say it again. I do. As I say, that ten year old me double. is just like going double, double Wimbledon. By the way, do you get a, like a members badge and all the rest of it for winning the mixed doubles? Do no, you, you don't. Entry? You don't. But, oh. but I, any freebies? I um, <laughs> I did I did become a member of Wimbledon in December this year, yeah. yeah. So it's like an honorary thing, was it, or something? What was you, the... you kind of, it's, it wasn't to do with winning oh, was the mixed it doubles. It okay. was kind of, you have to apply. Oh, okay. Um, I waited a few years to get it, but mm-hmm. I finally got it, and it's, uh, it's a nice thing. So. It's almost like a royal seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever want to come and play on the grass, oh, let me know, yeah. I don't, right, I... You said it now, we've got this on <laughs> proof. What are the things I was thinking about beforehand? Did you, have you, did you play tennis when you were a kid? I've played I wouldn't say played it when I was a yeah. kid. But no, like... I remember I played it once, and when I hit the ball, it was going up. So I could do with basic training. So if you're free, yeah. you know, I mean, oh. after we've done this, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I reckon I could. I've got a good save. That's it. Got the height of like. Yeah, I need. I just need a total overhaul. I need. I need to go back to beginners training. That's right. Yeah, you're probably better at baseball, aren't you? If you're hitting it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can whack it one. Yeah, exactly. But just to just to round off round off this part of the podcast, you're not the first person to obviously from this area of the world to to win Wimbledon titles. I was looking through. I was looking through some stats. And uh, we got Charlotte Dodd, who was born in 1871, okay. won five Wimbledon wow. titles. Oh, born didn't in Bebby, born in Bebbington, apparently. By the way, if anybody, if any histo- singles titles, singles titles. Okay. If any historian is watching this and going, he's wrong. Yeah. Look, just I, tell him these out. are these are not. I haven't <laughs> I haven't gone massively in depth in this, but it's kind of like. And then we got Max Woosnam, born in 1892, doubles champion, mm-hmm. born in Liverpool. Then you got Jonathan Murray, 2012. Yeah. He lives uh, in Sheffield. So he lives in, well, he lives in Sheffield, but apparently he was born. <laughs> um, he's from Sheffield. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently no, no, he's, he's a big Liverpool exactly, fan as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, born that in 2012, men's doubles, and then uh, apparently Fred Perry, even though he's born in Stockport, yeah, yeah. was grew up in Wallasey. Oh. Huh? So and he's obviously the legend. What ten Grand Slams? I think it is, mm-hmm. and three Wimbledon titles. Um, and then we, uh, even though those are the people who've won titles and stuff at Wimbledon. For me, I remember it very well. A notable mention for uh, Barry Cowan. Bazzy, yeah. Yeah, taking Pete Sampras, Pete Sampras to yeah. five sets in 2001. On Listen to court. You'll Never Walk Alone. Correct. The change of ends. Correct. <laughs> what a legend he actually is there. I'll have to watch that one. Have you, uh, yeah, so you've got to watch the highlights of yeah, that I'll one. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, so when, you, when you're in that sort of company, it's a very short list. Does that make you proud? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's not many people from Liverpool that have won Wimbledon. Um, not many people from obviously Britain that have won Wimbledon. I was going to say, there's not many people <laughs> yeah. who have won Wimbledon, let yeah, alone so it from is, Liverpool. It is very special and it's, it is nice, but you don't really, like, I've won it twice and I haven't really thought about it that much. It kind of, because the, the, the season is week to week, it's so back to back, you don't really get time to think about it. Um, so maybe when I, when I do retire, in a, like, down the road, I'll probably look back and think it was an amazing achievement. Um, but yeah, I, at the moment, it kind of, it's just another tournament, and it's just like I haven't had time to kind of celebrate it yet. Um, so when I do get to celebrate it with obviously the family, it will be nice. I think, like you said, like as an athlete, though, and you're still competing, you're still um, fighting. I always say fighting that way, <laughs> but um, yeah, like you don't really realize what you're doing because you're in the motions. Your aim is to go to the next one and do it again yeah. and get better in training the next session. So it's you. You don't really step back and think, oh, I've done quite well there until we are going to finish or when you finish because you're still you're still on the train you're still going you're yeah. not you haven't stopped yet so. yeah I mean especially with in tennis it's it's probably you can play probably 40 weeks of the year um, and the the finals are always normally on a Sunday the next tournament's on the Monday so it's, <laughs> it's you don't have time to celebrate so you, you play on the Sunday um, you'll ask for a late start the latest start you can get is a Wednesday mm-hmm. so you'll probably travel on the Monday yeah. Not practice that day. Practice on the Tuesday, yeah. and then you're playing on the Wednesday. Straight so it's, it's it, straight. Yeah. It's it's such so constant. Mm-hmm. You don't get time to kind of celebrate and think of your achievements because if you do, then you're taking your focus off the next match, and that's when you, you get into a bit of trouble. Yeah. yeah, you know me. I'd be sitting there all the time going, "I'm double." Wimbledon champion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good job you're not like me, isn't it? Nah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, 
So we talk about all the achievements that you've had so far, and there's a long list of them, and it's a good job we were able to just try and fit them all in, really, at the end of the day. Um, but you grew up in Liverpool. Tell us which area of Liverpool you grew up in. Yeah, so I grew up in Allerton, um, basically at the back of Palmerston Tennis Club. Basically, that's how I got into playing tennis. Uh -huh. um, so at a very young age, three years old, picking up a racket, going through the garden, through the back gate, and there were six tennis courts there. So you can literally just walk out the back gate. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's right wow. there, so it's it's right. Uh, it's so easy, convenient. My brother's six and a half years older than me, so I got to play with him, play with my dad, and play. people got to know me obviously at the tennis club at a very young age. So they play with me every every time I walk around. Rather than hitting him in the leg with the racket, they'd rather <laughs> throw me a tennis ball and I'd hit it over the net. Oh, that's quality. Yeah. Right there on your back door. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, it was quite unique. It was meant to be, wasn't it? It was meant exactly. to be. Exactly. Yeah, I, I had no it, choice. Because it wasn't like a taekwondo mat at the back of you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I just uh, learned how to fight. That's why yeah. I was. And then uh, got it, into it yeah. and had to like, discipline myself. Exactly, yeah. You didn't mess with Bianca when she was a kid, obviously. Um, but the thing is, you know, you, you talk about um, your upbringing. Did you have any kind of sporting people in your family? I mean, obviously your brother, but in terms of your mum and dad, did they, did they take any part in any sports? Was it inbred in your to be that way? Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think my mum played, my mum played maybe social tennis. Okay. Um, my dad played, he played semi-professional football. He was a goalkeeper um, for, I think, Aston Villa, Stoke, uh, Tramia. Um, yeah, that's big time. Yeah, hey. and a few yeah. others. Um, but then he got, he got injured pretty, pretty bad. He broke his arm. So he, that kind of stopped his career from um, going forward. I think he, he was like the reserve keeper for, I think Gordon Banks was the, the main guy at oh, really? Stoke, I think it was. Okay. I could be wrong, but there you go. Um, just we'll, making we'll things up it. now. Making these facts again. Fact check. But yeah, that's kind of where it all went. And then he started playing socially tennis, obviously moved into the house um, next to Palmerston Tennis Club and kind of got my brother playing. And then kind of, I was the one next to kind of get on the, on the tennis court. And it's, been like that ever since. How big was how big of an influence did, did Ken have on your career? Because younger siblings always look up to their older siblings. Did you just copy him and want to be like him? Yeah, basically. I mean, he he was he was a very good junior. He made the he made the quarterfinals at Junior Wimbledon in singles when he was younger. That's where he kind of got recruited by Louisiana State University to get a scholarship to go over there. Um, and yeah, that's basically what I wanted to do in the, in the end. Um, I made sure that I got all my my grades in high school um, at King David High School and then I got offered a scholarship, followed him um, and then I saw him go on to obviously the tour, had have a lot of success, win tournaments um, and then just see it was possible to kind of win at that level and uh, that gave me, me a lot of confidence and then yeah he's he's helped me out ever since. Um, we played together for six years as I've said in the earlier on um, and yeah he just kind of taught me all what he what he knows and um yeah and now he's he's retired last year at Wimbledon um and now he's traveling with me as my coach so oh, I kind of have to listen to him non-stop now so <laughs> still in the family yeah. then yeah so I mean when we when we first started um playing together there was there was a lot of arguments I yeah. thought I knew everything about tennis um he was he was the kind of the coach of the team um, but now, as, as I said, he's the coach and I've got to kind of listen to him. Yeah, you've got to listen to him now. Yeah, exactly. Do what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but early on in your career, you know, you, you say he's your coach now sort of thing and you have to listen to him. Yeah. What was it like playing with him for, for all those years? Because, you know, you went, you went pro, what was it, 2013? 2013? Is that when yeah. you started playing on the tour with him? Yeah, so I basically came out of college in 2012. I got injured at my last match in college. I kind of 
I rolled my ankle pretty bad, so I was out for probably five months. Um, but then I was able to just kind of focus on my finish off my degree over there. Um, but then in the January, I came out of college, went pro, but I didn't go pro with him straight away. Um, I probably played two months. I tried to play singles a little bit. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> I mean, I, I, did, I did okay, but not to the level I wanted to kind of to be making a lot of ranking points and making a lot of money. And the opportunity to kind of play with my brother came about because he had just finished with his doubles partner, um, Jamie Delgado. Uh, so Ken was probably around 70, 80 in the world in doubles in the rankings. Oh, wow, yeah. And I was 900. Yeah. Um, so the opportunity to kind of play together, he came down to the, the lower tier, tier level of professional tennis. What a guy. Uh, I know, yeah. So... <laughs> Um, well, he's his brother, like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, he put a lot of faith in me <laughs> to kind of um, play play with me because he he was he was missing out on some big events to play yeah. with me. Um, but we we managed to win a lot of futures events. We won, I think, three or four challenger events in the first year, um, and we made it our first final in my first ATP 250 event in Russia at the end of the year. Um, by the end of the year, I was I think at 80 in the world. So we we had change from not having a ranking to being 80 in the world yeah. in a year so then we can kind of play at the top events together um, yeah to build it all yeah. yeah so from 2014 we could play all the big events um so yeah it's it worked out very well and i have a lot of a lot to thank for ken for getting yeah. me where Absolutely. i am um and we're still doing it now we're still we're still traveling together still enjoying the world and it's still uh, a team yeah it's still great you still I mean, got more to come as well. But, but as kids, were you were you both competitive? Were you both competing against each other as kids? I'm always interested because you get on so well now. Yeah. Was it was it that competitive nature when you were kids as well? Because I, mean, I, I suppose there I mean, was six th- years between. Yeah, there was six years in between. But we we never really we didn't fight. Oh, I did. I used really? to fight all oh, man. <laughs> That's probably why you play taekwondo. My, I play tennis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My older brother used to make us fight each other. Like yeah. put one of us in one corner than the yeah. other. So use yeah, a nice. I mean, it was. I think closer to when I was in college and he was finishing that's when I got a little bit more competitive because I was kind of trying to take tennis more seriously yeah and he was he was very good at the time so I was trying to be like oh I'm I'm the younger brother but I'm the better brother now um but he was still he was still a lot better than me at tennis but that's kind of when we started to kind of get a lot more um intense with our tennis um but then when we came out out of when I came out of college I kind of had to be we had to get along because we were traveling the world and being with each other 35 weeks of the year, um, sharing hotel rooms because at that level, um, in the futures level, you don't you don't get hotel rooms. You have yeah. to pay for your own hotel. So we're trying Expensive. to um, keep the cost down. Um, but then later on, in when we got higher, um, we didn't have to share hotel rooms because the tournament sure. give you a hotel room okay. each. So that's kind of when we had our own free space, and then we kind of relaxed a little bit more because we weren't living on each other's uh, every move. So. Yeah, I would just say, didn't really fight when we were younger. Um, more on the tennis court when we were older. Um, but yeah. once I matured, I kind of had to you, settle down and listen you, to him. Yeah, you said before you were the younger but better brother. But do you think, <laughs> like, remember <laughs> That's that? That's a great line. Um, do you, but do you think like that because he was older and he, he made yeah. you push and you could see the um, challenge and see what he was doing helped you grow a little bit quicker? Yeah, 100%. Um, because yeah, because he's... He was six years older. He was a lot stronger than me. Exactly. Um, so I was always playing up to his level while well, trying to get there. Uh, when he played with me, I was a lot. I wasn't as strong. He was able to hit through me a lot easier. 
So he was probably, he wasn't getting much of a practice, yeah. whereas I was getting a lot better practices. Where, like in Liverpool, there wasn't really many people to play with at the time. Um, there wasn't many people playing tennis. So to have the opportunity to play with a guy who was world-ranked at the top of the game. Every day. At a, at a very young age, like my, when I was six years younger than him, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for me. I, can, I, sh I should only learn day in, day out. Um, but yeah, it, it was great to kind of have someone to look up to and for it to be my brother, it was extra special. They say, don't you? They say that um, if you want to be the best, you have to train like you're the second best to be yeah. the best. Yeah. So you definitely had a good partner there, a good yeah. training partner. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things that interests me as well is that, you know, you, you, you're introduced to, to tennis because it's right at the back, in, in your back door. You initially enter in as a pro and that sort of thing, and you've got this competition going with your brother and all the rest of it. But the, what was the conscious part about going to America and going to university in America? What was what was the decision making behind going there? Yeah, so I think that's probably down to my parents. Um, they they first of all want us to have an education because if tennis doesn't work out, then I didn't really have a lot of things to fall back on, um, like a lot of the the guys my age they kind of they went pro at a very young age um they left they left school they they went pro at a very young age and then it, for me a lot of them burnt out by the time they were 22 because they were playing week in week out not having great success um and then i came out at, at a 22 year old with a degree i'd matured i got stronger in the gym played a lot of tennis in the states um and i was ready to go i was fresh mm. and i wanted to kind of see give it the best opportunity as, po as um, best as possible. Um, so that was kind of down to my parents, kind of keeping me grounded, um, sending me down the right path. And that's what they've done with me and Ken. Yeah, that's good. What degree did you do? Uh, sports administration. It was one of the, one of the easiest ones. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Still, yeah, you got so, it, you yeah. got it. So, I mean, it was... It was I, in Louisiana, wasn't it? Yeah, Louisiana State University. So I, I kind of, I could have done a, a better degree, but it was more like I was going there for tennis. Yes. Um, yeah, you knew I what wanted, you I wanted yeah. to focus on the tennis and give was it, it was it a great sport in university in that sense you know you yeah I mean great facilities etc I would say it's probably one of the top five in the states to go oh, to really? okay. um, I mean the the American football team their their stadiums 102,000 which is incredible there's I don't think there's a stadium in England that no. size like yeah. I mean much bigger than Wembley um, but yeah it's it's one of those things it was an eye-opener for me when I first went out there because I didn't really know too much about it. Mm. I visited once um, to see my brother when he was, when he played his last matches, kind of when he was, um, when he was a senior. Um, but then going out there, the, all the facilities that they have is just second to none. It was yeah. nothing like we have here. Um, they, were giving me the, they were giving me a degree. Um, they were with me 24 seven. They were giving me coaching day in, day out. Um, physio, um, gym work. So basically I was training like a professional, but yeah. in, in college. So it was a, the perfect stepping stone for me before going pro. And it's, um, it's something that I look back on and try and get other people to do it. Um, because I think a lot of guys, they go pro too early. Yeah. Um, especially at 18, they're very young. Um, and for them to kind of travel the world by themselves, it, it's not, it's not easy. Um, so yeah, I would say maybe go to college for one year. If you like it, then stay. And if you're too good for it, then come out of it. It's fine yeah. and finish your degree later on. Um, but I would say definitely experience college for at least one year. So how do you even like get a scholarship? Like how does it even come about? Yeah, so basically it's a strange one really because 
normally what the coaches do, they'll go to like the junior Grand Slams. They'll look at um, your junior ranking or junior results. So basically under 18 level. Um, so that's how they they got they give my brother a scholarship when he made the quarterfinals at Wimbledon, yeah. uh, junior Wimbledon. Um, they saw him playing, they offered him a scholarship and basically he went to college for four, uh, well, basically five years. I was a little bit different. I didn't play junior, really junior ITF tournaments, so basically on an in international level when I was younger, I, I was kind of regional. Um, so the coaches didn't know who I was, like from all the universities, they were like, they didn't know who I was. When I was asking for a scholarship, yeah. I'd email them all and they're like, we don't know who you are. We haven't seen you. Yeah, exactly, we don't know your results, we don't know your level. Um, so luckily, the one time I, I did go to see my brother at LSU, um, I was practicing on one of the side courts out the way, and then one of the coaches luckily looked over and he was like, oh, he's pretty good. So, and they started <laughs> to talk. He can a ball. So yeah. basically, basically he was t said to Ken, oh, what's his plans in the future? And he was like, he wanted to go to college, but he's having no success with getting any scholarship. And he was like, we'll give him one. So uh -huh. basically... It ha luckily it happened they offered me a scholarship and yeah it was an amazing four and a half years while I was there and uh, hopefully that I kind of repay them with my performances there and um, yeah definitely I'm, and I'm assuming not only did you get your degree and all the rest of it is that where you met your fiance as well yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, well worked out. Hey. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. spying on you. I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, Good reporter. That's where we met. Stuff. We met at LSU yeah. um, in 2010. Um, and yeah, we've been together ever since. Oh, still, good. Uh, still together, going strong. <laughs> but is, she still, is she still over there at the moment? Is yeah, she? yeah, so she was, she was an athlete as well. She played football or soccer, yeah. as they football. call it over there. Let's just get this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate saying soccer. <laughs> um, but she played on this, uh, the LSU team for a year um, and then she stopped. She started to do nursing. I'm always going back to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, but I'm always living out of a suitcase. It's difficult to kind of get back there as much as possible, but she comes on the road as much as possible oh, as well. Good. But it's, we do see it. We do see each other quite a bit, but it could be a lot more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, that's, but that's the nature of, of, the, of your sport, isn't it? As well, Because I'm, I'm, again, doing a little bit of research. Is she a registered nurse? Is that what? Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, she, yeah so Cambry's talking there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Cambry's registered. Don't be so, sliding into her DMs. No, no, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. no. You, you're, you're safe, you're fine, you're fine. I, um, but no, the reason why I say that is because, you know, she's got a, quite a, a responsible job. You're yeah. on the road all of the time. I, it must be trying to almost like have a schedule of when you can actually see each other and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think with her schedule, she has to do it like three months in advance as well. Um, she only works nights, so it's even tougher for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's three nights a week. And then, yeah, we try and we try and work at where she does. Works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the week after, she'll try and work later in the in the in the week like a friday saturday sunday so we've got like a a 10 10 day gap in the middle where she can come to a tournament yeah. um but yeah it, it it can be quite tricky especially especially when she can only come like on the thursday and i could be like out of the tournament by then so then all the travel arrangements have to change just to go somewhere else and it can be quite tricky but um you make it work make it work <laughs> and it's it's better that i'm doing a little bit better now so i can Kinda, Stay until the Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Sunday. Yeah, I can actually be there when she arrives. <laughs> we've asked a few people and then we thought we'd keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, but when you did live back at home, 
What colour was your bin? <laughs> purple bin. Oh, <laughs> See, I told you. No, See, we're proper. Yeah, He's brown. Brown, yeah. Yeah, mine's, 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 a, mine's a maroon bin. I'm maroon. not saying like we don't have other colour bins, but yeah. if you don't have a purple, a purple bin, bin or yeah. you haven't seen a purple bin, then... On social media, it was getting very, very heated. You know, people literally really? saying, oh, yeah, you haven't, got a, you haven't got a purple bin. You're a wolf. You're this, you're that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was getting really heated on social media. But we're basically with saying the Jonas, <laughs> With Natasha Jones. Yeah, I mean, that, that's basically... That's the, the, the clip that it kind of springs out to mind. Mm. Looking on the on the Instagram page, yeah, yeah. that was definitely the. <laughs> the so he's lying to us. He basically hasn't <laughs> yeah. even got a purple bin. Yeah, yeah, he just said, "Yeah." He's, he's lives out of a suitcase. Yeah. 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 Purple bin. Take a little. Blue, you can get one of them miniature bin. ones, can't yeah, you? Yeah. He takes one with him everywhere. That's uh, the only reason we really wanted you on the yeah. podcast to see if you had a purple bin, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the only clip we're going. The only part double, of this we're going to use is this. Double Wimbledon champion. Yeah, double Wimbledon champion or purple bin. No, purple bin takes precedence over the top. One of the other things I was thinking about Bianca as well is is do you eat scouse i'm not gonna lie right i have obviously i do have it but my family are italian yeah, aren't we? Exactly. so yeah, yeah. i do make the odd odd scouse but for me it's all about because I've, I've never been a big fan neil do you, you even know what you... scouse is yeah oh, okay yeah. good <laughs> he's from liverpool come on he is a scouse like, he's got a purple bit the way you looked at me then i thought i, I haven't had scouse for probably 10 15 years really yeah because yeah. i was i've never been a big fan of it because in our household years ago it was always red sauce or brown sauce oh uh, yeah and for me, it was like, I'm not even having the scouse. <laughs> Never mind yeah. red sauce or brown sauce with it. No, no, I, I think when I used to have it, it was, it was red sauce, but I don't, know, I don't know why. I think it's just probably my so family. So it's not that, on the menu now, no, that's what you're definitely saying. not on the menu anymore. Um, but I, I, if it was on the menu, I really I don't mind it at all. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah, so you, you'd rather have your meatballs, Same wouldn't you? Pizza, meatballs yeah, and pasta. Yeah, 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 meatballs and, and pasta yeah, and garlic bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So looking ahead then, what, what's, your, what's your ambitions? You said you're in the prime of your life when it comes to tennis. <laughs> um, we've got Wimbledon ahead this year. Is your, is, your, is your ambition, realistically, is that to kind of almost try and dominate, to stay at world number one and to be as consistent as you can? Definitely. Win Wimbledon, but also clock up maybe the French. I mean, what are you like on clay, for example? Yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, our goal was to win a Grand Slam. Okay. Don't really mind which one I get. Okay. Wimbledon, w- Wimbledon would be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got to world number one now. We w- we want to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, but being that staying there is going to be about consistency. Yeah. Um, being at the top level, so just turning up to events week in week out, putting the best efforts in. I mean, this year, a lot more teams have kind of trying to hunt us down. Where last year we were the kind of the ones trying to get them. Sure. Um, so there's a lot more pressure on us these days. People are playing a lot more freer against us, um, so we kind of got to get used to that. Um, but it's a, it's a nice pressure to have, being at the top of the game, and it's um, something that we relish. Yeah, um, we'll get used to it. Um, but yeah, we still got to still got to put the effort in, got to work, still got to improve because there's still things in our game that we we want to get better at. Um, and I think a few tweaks here and there, I think we can we can get across the line at either Grand Slam. I mean, the French would probably be Wes's perfect. Um, Grand Slam to win. He's you like clay. He likes the clay. Yeah. Oh, good. He's, he grew up on the clay. I didn't. Um, I don't think there's any clay anywhere anywhere no. around Liverpool. No, no. Uh, no. Anywhere we close. need one for him. Yeah, yeah. To practice. This, this is the best I get. I get, yeah. I get an <laughs> the orange carpet. carpet court. That's the closest I'm getting to a clay court. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then for me, would be the achievement of Wimbledon would be an amazing, amazing thing for me. Um, but yeah, it's it's not easy. At the start of the week, there's 64 teams that go into the event and want, want the same thing as you. Um, so, yeah, it can come down to a bit of luck here and there. 
Um, you make your own luck and you've made it. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, yeah, maybe next year competing at another Olympics um, in Paris. Uh, I had an unbelievable time in Tokyo um, for my first time, but obviously it was COVID year, so didn't really get to have the full Olympic experience. Yes. Um, so hopefully I can do that next year. Um, not sure who I'll partner with yet, um, but whoever I do play with will obviously try and go for that gold. Can you relate Love to that, that, Bianca, that 2021 Olympics was a bit flat? Yes, definitely. Um, I was speaking to you before off camera yeah. and I was saying like, you probably didn't have the experience that what people are used to in the Olympics. Like, the Olympics is the time to go in the village. Um, it's like a zoo. Um, <laughs> COVID time wasn't like that. Um, I was saying I didn't even go to the village. I went to a hotel, fought and fought, came home the next day. And that that's not like an experience that you want to go through with it while you're... It's your first Olympics. Um, obviously, being part of the Olympics and an experience is good enough alone. But I think the next one is going to be the good one. And um, hopefully we'll be both there going yeah, for yeah. gold together. So, um, yeah, you'll see the proper the proper yeah, Olympics. Because we, we actually didn't go to the opening ceremony last year because we actually played the next day. Yeah. Um, and obviously Tokyo, it was extremely hot. Yeah. And I heard like you stay in line for like four hours just standing up. Well, I've actually never been either oh, to any been. of them, like yeah. open or closed, really? because we were at the beginning, then at the end. So and we should make yeah, a maybe pack next to year, go next year to, in Paris, to Paris. Yeah. I think I was looking at the schedule. Yeah. Taekwondo is right at the end again. Yeah, I'm it? at the end now. Oh, is it? So okay. I've I've done well. We can go to the opening, and then I, I think I fight, and then the next day is the closing one. Oh, okay. So maybe we have to do fight. both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fight, exactly. win, gold, yeah. boom, out. Well, the thing is, though, for me, I'm looking at it, you know, because I'll, I'll I've never been to an Olympics and I'll never go to an Olympics and compete. There's an opportunity for both of you to come away potentially with a gold medal. Obviously, you know, you need the right partner, etc. Mm -hmm. You need a little bit of luck on your side because you've got the ability. So it's a kind of, is it excitement at this stage that we are kind of 18 months away from the Olympics and there's a potential gold medal for both of you if you want I to compete for I it? I think like obviously we're always excited to yeah. go, aren't we? But like it's and it's still 18, but it's 18 months 18 away months. still. Yeah, like exactly. the stuff that we want to do. Like, I don't, like, speak for you, but, like, the stuff what we want to do before that is, like, there's still major competitions and major Grand Slams, World Championships um, before that. So, for me, personally, I think about them, and then the more it gets closer, closer, then you get more pumped okay. up for it. But it's always in the back of your mind. You're doing all this for them competitions. Is that the same for yourself as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a strange one because I think the pinnacle of my sport is probably different to your yeah, sport. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, for me to win a Grand Slam would be... To, like, for me to win Wimbledon or to win a gold medal would be Light pretty winning. close. Yeah. But I think Wimbledon probably just take it over the edge, just about. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean... 100%. Like, I, yeah. I, I know that the Olympics is our pinnacle for our yeah. sport. And, like, for me, knowing tennis, you wouldn't even say the Olympics. You'd be like, you've got a professional higher yeah. level. So... You've done it. You've won it twice, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You've won Wimbledon twice. No, He's no. basically double <laughs> Olympic champion, yeah. And looking at, at, at slightly away from, from tennis as well, is the ambition a little bit further on? Because you and Ken have your own uh, academy as well. Is that something which you'd want to continue, obviously continue now, obviously, because it's, it's current, but obviously post-career as well. Is, what, what's, the, what's the thoughts and ambitions there? Yeah, honestly, haven't really thought about after tennis. Yeah, um, that's understandable. Yeah, <laughs> I just retire people. Uh, yeah, people he, he always ages really. people. Yeah. Don't after worry. the Olympics, I'm done. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ken's doing a great job at the the Skupski Doubles Academy at the moment. Uh, I kind of help when I can when I'm home. Um, but yeah, it, it would be nice to kind of work, stay in 
like a business with Ken and hopefully trying to um, get the next generation, especially in Liverpool, to play tennis. Because it's it is very difficult to try and get young people into sport into into tennis in Liverpool because it's football or yeah. maybe rugby or boxing or yeah, something like that. It's, yeah, they're the sports that um, scouts get into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of talent in Liverpool where we could get tennis players, make them grow, and hopefully aspire to be either me or Ken, which is which yeah, sounds terrible. Well, definitely, sounds no, awful, no, yeah, definitely. Big, big yourself up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we can do that. Try and get the sport a bit bigger in this in this area, um, and yeah, and see what happens. And if people can't do it in singles, we have the pathway to the sport's not over. You can play doubles, and you can have a very good career, like me and my brother have done. Um, so yeah, hopefully people get into the sport and then do the, they don't uh, quit after playing singles. We want to see see them playing doubles, carry on um, and enjoy it. You never know. You could open the first clay court. Yeah. You know, you yeah, and your brother, that, yeah. do you know what I mean? The Skupski <laughs> <Yeah. business. laughs> clay yeah, doubles exactly. academy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have all, all different courts. Yeah, we'll have little Spaniards court. and Italians yeah, coming yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Get some pizza there. It's very interesting you talk there about kind of inspirations, you know, and I think if more people know about your journey, your story, they will be inspired by it. There wasn't really anybody before that, I don't think, who people could maybe maybe look at realistically because the social media age wasn't in full force. So in terms of your your own uh, inspirations, who were they? Was it Tim Hemman, Andy Murray, your brother? Who, who of the list of people? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to say my brother. He yeah. was a massive influence in my, my tennis career um, and also my life growing up. Um, but I would say with, with tennis, it would probably be like, at a very young age, Pete Sampras. Yes. Uh, watching him at Wimbledon. The original um, goat, almost. Yeah. yeah, and then moving on to Roger Federer. Yeah. So I kind of yeah, the uh, goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it would probably be them two, and then obviously you got Andy Murray yeah. being from um, the UK. I won't say England because <laughs> yeah, he won't like that. that long. <laughs> no. He'll be he'll be literally UK, in yeah. your DM yeah, yeah. saying what on a yeah exactly um, yeah obviously. Um, getting to know him a lot more recently um, in the last few years it's it's been amazing he's he's a lot different off the court than he is on the court he's so down to earth he's very nice he's he's a massive joker um, and he loves his fancy football just like me so yeah. it's, um, I would say Pete Roger and then obviously Andy in recent I've times I've got a, 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 well it's, it's a sad story about Andy Murray oh, oh it's a sad story, story. <laughs> so it, obviously in my past I what was, have you done now yeah exactly what have I done now what has he done that's probably more the, more the point um, in my in my previous past I was a sports reporter for Radio Merseyside 2009 Davis Cup was in the Echo Arena oh yeah into Poland Ooh. so I was there reporting <laughs> on the on the event and what have you I was there for four days put in four requests so I have an interview with Andy Murray mm-hmm. and I had four rejections from Andy Murray. Yeah, but... So, Andy, <laughs> if you're watching this, you owe me an interview. Yeah. I'm going to try to defend points. him now. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. you've probably, like, Don't you've probably got him. haggled by everyone. Yeah, you know, probably, mean? Probably Don't you dare defend him. Davis Cup's a very stressful week. Yeah, it is. Um, and and especially... Then, especially for him because... Yeah. I find it a lot very stressful just playing doubles. He has to kind of play two singles and a doubles as well. So back in the day, a lot of lot of pressure on it on him, and probably 
doing an interview here and there, probably that's the last thing he probably wanted. And you know what, right? And you're probably you know like what? four times. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. leave the I'm guy gonna, alone. Have you got a purple I'm standing bin? There. I'm standing yeah. there waving like this, going, it's, you know, you need yeah. to do the local radio. Have you got a purple bin? Yeah, have you got a purple bin? In Scotland? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but I think realistically, though, um, Great Britain lost the, the tie to Poland. Yeah, they lost 3 yeah. 2. So it was, I don't think it was the greatest week. And, the, and I think totally. Because my brother you. wasn't picked, that's why. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. It was, what, what, <laughs> that, was, that was the missing, that was the missing piece of the Ken, lads, it was Ken. Um, yeah. But I think I think he I think you're totally right in saying that he was under pressure at the time. But Andy is still owe me an interview. <laughs> I'll, uh, we can we can try and get him on, even though he's not a scouser. Yeah, exactly. He's an adopted scouser. He's, has he, he's been. He's been. He stayed overnight. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I don't that's even know. Tenu- <laughs> that's the tenuous link, right? We'll sort it. We'll sort it out. Yeah. But you you kind of look at the the future for for tennis, and you look at your future in tennis. It, is it is it because doubles players can last, if you like, a little bit longer in the game that you feel as though you know I'm not retiring you just yet? You know you can you feel as though you can you can keep going. There's a lot of guys still at the very top level, at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rohan Bupana just he beat me in the final of Indian Wells and he's the world record holder for the oldest person to win a Masters series now. I think he's I don't want to put years on him, but I think he's 42. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then last week in Miami, Santi Gonzalez, they beat us in the quarterfinals and yeah, they went on to win it. And yeah, he's, he's that, 40. Yeah. So Just shows age just shows is just it, a it, number. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the guys, they are getting better with age. Um, people are taking this, the sport a lot serious, more serious. Um, if it's nutrition or um, yeah. in the gym, the body's going the last and longer. Um, and yeah, hopefully, I mean... Ho- if we were still here in seven years' time and I'm 40 years old and still playing at the top of the game, I would love that because it's... It's about it's, desire, isn't it? Is yeah, that, is that what you're saying? I mean, it's, it depends on if I stay fit, if I'm, I still have the same ranking. Got the fight and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it'll be a few things, but if, it's, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd still be playing. Um, and yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing to do, travel the world and play the sport that you love. Yeah. Um, it's better than kind of doing a, a job nine to five and it's it's something that I don't really want to do um, but hopefully I don't have to do it. Well, it doesn't feel like a job does it? Yeah, it feels like yeah exactly. It's like a hobby. Or, yeah. yeah it's a passion it's a yeah. dream and we'll do it as long as we can but like you said I think he does like to age us all and the guests who <laughs> are on the show um, but uh, age is just a number I think and I think like at the like we get into this age and like we're 30 and people are like oh you're getting on now but it's like well no I'm like physically matured I'm yeah. mentally matured I'm ready and I heard that off Khabib once saying it about oh, yeah. as um, athletes so <laughs> I'm taking it all the way so let's see how long we can go for. Now I know we're running out of time at the moment but you're a big Liverpool fan as well aren't you yes. as well do you manage to keep because if you're in different time zones that's going to be an absolute nightmare to keep a track of watching matches and all the rest watching of it. Really, no. No? No, no, it I'm, I'm watching all the time <laughs> oh really yeah, so even in Australia 3am in the morning uh, I am waking up to watch them really oh, yeah. good. it was a lot easier when they were doing very well <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> to get up and watch um, obviously recently they've struggled a little bit um, but yeah, yeah they're not I, as good now like it's, they've had a bad season yeah. let's put but it that th- way I, I think they'll be back as, as long as I think Jürgen, as long as he stays, hopefully he does. I'm sure he will. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll recruit very well in the summer. I think he'll get a few guys in. Hopefully it, get, it gets a few guys that I want in. Um, <laughs> yeah. I won't say the names, but I think we all know. I think uh, uh, yeah, one of them begin with J, is yeah. it? Yeah, and the surname yeah. B. Yeah, that and would be Steven nice. And Steven Gerrard, everyone was hoping he'd tap him up. Yeah, Jude yeah. Bellingham. Yeah. That would be nice, but 
it's obviously we'll see in the summer and I'm sure the lads they'll, they'll regroup because they've been non-stop and they've had a, a very good obviously few last seasons and the World Cup which was a bit strange in the in the winter um, but yeah they'll come back stronger I think and um, we'll uh, We'll win the league, we'll win the Champions League, and then we'll have a, a big parade. <laughs> and I saw recently as well. You're big, you're big golf fan as well, are you? Do you be playing, watching? Yeah, both. I mean, a lot of the tennis guys. That's what they do. They they'll play on play golf somewhere in the world on their off days, because um, especially in the states, it's very easy. Get get in a cart, yeah. nice weather. Yeah. play a few holes um, and then go for dinner in the evening before playing Relaxing. the max the next day it's yeah. the perfect lifestyle isn't yeah it's a little bit, a little bit tough it, like in England yeah. the weather's not as great um, normally you have to walk the courses and we haven't got a court somewhere <laughs> as nice as that yeah so there is um, there's a lot of beautiful courses around the world and I try and obviously watch the likes of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy all the time um, and then you've got the, the big events coming up so Sounds like you do um, all the sports. So next time you come home, you can play taekwondo, compete. Oh, ne- never done that. Uh, but yeah, let's get, get him. Yeah. Let's get him down yeah, there. Yeah. Get, get, get me out there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'll come Wimbledon for the yeah, um, tennis. You can, you, can that, my, yeah. you can come to my gym in Manchester. That's a deal. Definitely. And you know, just to, just 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 to finish, you know, you, you travel the world. You 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 hardly ever home, but. Does that that Liverpool does that scouser within you always travel with you and if you you know understanding who you are where you're from being proud of being from from Liverpool from Merseyside? Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, everywhere I go, I'm telling everyone I'm from Liverpool. Um, they always like, oh, you got an amazing football team. Uh, the Beatles. If you're if you if it, when you go to America, yeah. So I, I try and tell them as much as possible about Liverpool. I'm very proud and I try and come back as much as possible. Um, yeah. And once I once I'm done with tennis, I'll be living here full time and um, yeah, very proud of the city and what it what it does. Yeah, will Cambry come over with you, Jorgen? <laughs> she got no choice. She better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. So if you, you just know, heard it now, if, yeah, if exactly. not, then if she didn't know before, <laughs> yeah, you're she in knows trouble. When yeah, you get exactly. Over. <laughs> yeah, this is going out to yeah. the, you know the world. Yeah, you can you. you can send her this. Send her in the di- direct message. This one, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah send exactly. her this clip that she's coming to Liverpool. She's coming to Liverpool. She's gonna have to go up the good weather and the lifestyle <laughs> to come over to here to the rain and the, the cold. Football, not soccer. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful having you on the, the the podcast today. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it as well. And Bianca, I think we can definitely say it's been an honour to have a double <laughs> Wimbledon champion yeah. on. No, it's been unreal. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. You've been fantastic and I wish you all the best and let's stay world number one. Yeah, hey. yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's been a great day and hopefully you can come on again at some point in the, in, later on in maybe a year's time and you're obviously massive on the, on the podcast pose, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, if we have a triple Wimbledon champion <laughs> yeah. on, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can then say the word triple. Yeah, yeah. You know well, what that, I mean? That'd so. be nice, but hopefully it's the men's doubles this time. Yeah, Oof, imagine, imagine, imagine if you two went and did that. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. We'll come thank and watch. You'll be supporting you all the way, and thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much for being a wonderful guest today. Thank you. No, Ken thanks Sports for having me on. Thank you.